Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Chicago, what do you say? This is the CHGO Cubs podcast. And guys, the good news, the good news is the Cubs did not hurt me today. So uh, we got that going for us. Uh, (laughs) I'm Cody. Follow me on Twitter at Cody underscore CHGO. And everyone is on the IL except for Jared, who's at the ballpark tonight. So because everyone else is on the IL, I, 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 I called up my friend Greg Braggs. And I was like, Braggs, get off the golf course. You got to do CHGO Cubs with me tonight. And that is why he's here. You knew damn well my first time ever to be a part of the CHGO postgame show on the air. Obviously, I've produced a few here uh, the last month, and it's been a lot of fun doing that. But you knew damn well the first time I'm on the air with you that they were going to win this damn game. They're down 3 nothing. We all had a little doubt in our hearts. And then – that just blew blew the roof off the top of this in the last two innings. And that yeah. was an unbelievable barrage that we saw. Maybe their best game of the year. So I don't know. Maybe you know, we'll just keep this train a rolling. I'll just stick around for a while. I mean, if they do this again tomorrow, I think that I gotta have you back. We I have to force you to come back on. I mean, hey, you might I'll be follow the, new... the rules. Like Carm over the weekend was supposed to go back to the game on Sunday to keep the Karma train rolling. I'll yeah. do what I have to do and come back tomorrow night, right? Because I want what's best for our Chicago Cubs. Absolutely. All jokes aside, Cubs uh, <laughs> Cubs won seventeen to three. They scored seventeen unanswered runs. Uh, truly unbelievable the way that game was going. We were getting owned by Patrick Corbin, washed pack Patrick Corbin. Um, then the Cubs actually start to finally hit him in the last inning. He's out there. The Nationals bullpen continues to be bad. It's one of the worst bullpens in baseball. Uh, and the Cubs put up eight runs in the eighth inning and six runs in the seventh inning. Um, like you said, the last handful of innings there, the, the Cubs offense really came alive. What, 14 um, runs the last two innings? Yeah, 17 unanswered, like I said. Uh, the guys – the offense finally kind of broke out a little bit. Say Suzuki was the big the big one tonight, I would say. Uh, what, four for six with a homer? Uh, drove in multiple runs. Uh, you got you got the 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 big the big uh hits out of the guys that we've honestly been complaining a lot about in the last month, two months, honestly. Him and Ian Happ had good games tonight. Um, I understand like it's just one game. I understand there's still seven and a half games back in the central. 
if you were in my Twitter space last night, you know that I'm pretty much done with the season. I've accepted that it's over in terms of competing after the all-star break. All I will say though, is Milwaukee lost. They're back to seven and a half and crazier things have happened in baseball, man. I I'll just say that. Do I believe that they can win? They would need to win. They need to win tomorrow and then sweep St. Louis and probably sweep the White Sox um, at the beginning of next week to potentially be in a buying situation. That that is what I think they need to do uh, to be in that in that situation. Unless Milwaukee goes on some massive losing streak and they are a, they allow the Cubs to crawl back in. So that's that's where I'm at on on that. Uh, I always enjoy wins no matter what, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is, it was, it was just nice to win one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it was. And you know, if you thought before that their, their run differential was solid, <laughs> now where is it? I mean, they were the best in the, in their division with run differential. Yeah. And then they have, you know, a plus 14 tonight. So that only extends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, usually that stack kind of like, it's an indicator. The, the indicator of like how good your team is. The Cubs have had a lot of games where they've blown teams out this year, but then they've had games where they just don't know how to score runs. But they their pitching has been so good, though, to where no one's really been able to creep up on pushing their run differential down, though. You know what I mean? So right. it, it, you know, it usually is an indicator. It, right now, it doesn't look like an indicator. Um, I see David's chat. David Snyder's chat, he says, credit to Tyone, not a good performance, but he minimized the runs. And I mean, if he makes that last play before they take him out, he gets gets credit with a quality start. Uh, It was when he was unable to field that, like, you know, that basically that swinging bunt. It was the most unathletic thing I've seen. Yeah. When he was unable to field that, it was basically it. It basically defined the Cubs season, and in some, in some. Well, it was way. like when Mancini. I had yeah. first, it was very similar to that. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I get it. Was I mean, it was like a short hop. I think he thought it was going to hop a little higher on him, and he's a big lumbering guy. But the way mm-hmm. he fell over on himself, I'm like, just slow down. What are you doing? Yeah. Um. But he, but David's right. I mean, Italian had a, a a solid start. They, you know, that was the one thing that stood out to me during the telecast was they showed his mental notes that he yeah. makes going into mm-hmm. a start. And like at the time I was kind of trying to look into this maybe a little too deeply, but I was like, man, this guy is in his own head and I get it. It's, you know, baseball is a tough sport. You know, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And, you know, it's it's just as much of a mental as it is a physical game. Uh, I feel like the best of the best, they don't get in their head like that as much. But at the same time, whatever works for him, if that's what's going to help him through his starts, then, hey, more power to him. I did find it interesting to see kind of how he listed the notes and his affirmations and the things he should be grateful for, his parents being at the stadium and things of that nature. But I was like, man, this guy, he's really going through it mentally. And I understand his career is on the line, so rightfully so. (laughs) Well, he's under contract for three more years. But, yeah, you could say that if there's anything – you take out the trade deadline, you take out whatever's happening the rest of the season, 
if there's one thing the Cubs need to fix before the end of the year, it's it's Jameis and Tyone. So I would say it's two consecutive starts for him, uh, you know, being solid. You know, it wasn't – he didn't throw eight innings like he did in New York. Um, he went up against a bad team. Are there a lot of things still to work on? Yes. Uh, but I do – I'd rather see him only give up three runs in five and two-thirds than giving up six runs in five and two-thirds. Like, well, Drew Smiley gave up five on Monday. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. Like, he gave you quality innings tonight against the team that he should give you quality innings uh, considering how much he's getting paid and uh, how good he's been throughout his career. So uh, however you want to read it, uh, he probably, if you, if you, again, if you really think about it, he, he might be with the most important player on this team moving into the second half of the season where, you know, they, I, I don't have a lot of faith in the Cubs being in it here in the second half of the year, especially when if they do move Stroman and, and, and Bellinger and some of these other guys, which seems likely, uh, but of the players that will still be here, he is, uh, to me, at least for the future, they need to get him right. They need him to start throwing a lot more innings and, you know, getting, giving them quality innings. So uh, I would, I agree that he, it's not something that many people probably are going to remember from this game because there were 17 runs score. But after giving up those three runs in the first two innings, he really did calm down. He gave him, you know, he was able to go almost six innings. Um, and I, I was a little surprised that Dave Ross even took him out after that one play didn't work out for him. So, well, I mean, it sounds silly for a team that has struggled like this, but when you watch them game to game, like we have and everyone, you know, that, that follows this team, like we do, you know, we mentioned the run differential. Their starting pitching has been solid to an extent. It's had its bumps in the road. They've had injuries to deal with. But at the same time, this team should be much better than what their record is. They should not be as far back from first place than they are. And it just felt like, I mean, we were in the bleachers on Sunday. And it's just like, I mean, what they put up that day? Five runs. I know a few of them were on the back end of the game when it was somewhat out of hand. But at the same time, it's like, if they have a good starting performance, they give up 11, you know, they, they can't hit the ball. If they hit the ball and get five runs, solid five runs, they give up 11. It, they can never seem to put it together at the right time. And then today you see Talion about to get, you know, uh, you know, a, 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 it's not a quality start by definition, but it was a quality start just, you know, in general saying, and it's like, once again, when now we can't hit the ball and tomorrow it'll be the, a different story. And instead they flip the script on the back end of the game. So, um, you know, it feels good to win one, as you like to say, and, you know, we don't, you know, we have a couple weeks here before the trade deadline. And I know that's kind of, everybody just wants the answer. Are we going to be buyers? Or are we going to be sellers? But for tonight, the Cubs win and they can live to play another day before they have to officially wave the white flag and be sellers. And if they yeah. can get on a hot streak, <clears throat> then now we're, now we're talking. I mean, they have, they've said it before on the telecast, they have the easiest schedule the rest of the way in all of baseball so yeah. there is an opportunity but it's do or die right now it so is. you know we're we're selling hope here on the chgo uh <laughs> cubs post game show and who better to do it than a couple of meatballs cody <laughs> we got a couple of meatballs here and you know there's nobody to keep us in line so that's exactly what you're gonna get ladies and gentlemen oh man a nice plate of spaghetti and meatballs hell yeah no, I like that. Now, I was getting ready to say, you know, the chat ain't buying it, and I don't blame them. Uh, 
also a few people have asked where's the beer bet um i like like the dance i don't know if you notice Braggs. you know how i always tweet the dance after uh they win right. i've banned the dance until after the trade deadline okay. i banned the dance i'm banning the beer earn it. they gotta earn the dance they gotta earn, they gotta it gotta back, earn the man. beer bat I'm banning it. I, I just can't. They really broke me yesterday because uh, our good friend Michael Collada said it in the chat. They should have won yesterday because this Nationals team is a lousy team. And, you know, I I went into this week thinking they got to at least sweep the Nationals and take three or four against the Cardinals. And now, like I said, uh, you know, maybe, you know, five minutes ago, I said that now they're in a position where they got to win the rest, the, win this series now win tomorrow and I, I i genuinely think they need to sweep st louis this weekend at, at home and the white Sox next week at the cell for them to have maybe a chance to be in position to buy i'm not saying that they have to get all the way up to where they're tied for the division lead or anything but if they get if they do that and the brewers lose some of these games that could possibly get them to maybe three and a half four, three and a half games, somewhere around there. And I think maybe, maybe they buy. Because I genuinely don't think the Cubs want to sell. I really don't think they want to. But they're in a position right now where it seems like the best baseball decision to do so. And that is whatever, whether you believe in it or not. I've, I've said many things about, you know, why I think that, they if they're in the position to buy that they they that they should um but right now they're not and i've accepted it and i'm i'm pretty much done so we'll see what happens again anything can like crazier things have happened in this game but um yeah so and i, and I gotta shout out craig brindle because he's right i constantly say italian it's it's I in my head it's been in my <laughs> head since the day we signed him and mm-hmm. I just constantly say it, but I'll say this much for Tyone. I'll pronounce your name right when you string together five good starts. There That's, you go. So you got the beer bats and, and the dance. I'll start pronouncing his name right. Five straight starts. Then I'll pronounce his name right. Until, yeah. until then, I'm going to Midwestern butcher it like I do <laughs> everything else. There you go. Uh, Mariano Super Chat 499 says more points in this game than bears versus commanders, but good win need to be at least five and a half back by the deadline. I think they need to be less than that, but uh, yes, uh, <laughs> more points than, than bears commanders. Never forget. We did that watch along yeah. uh, with other people from CHGO and, we, and it was, it was a brutal, brutal watch along that's on the internet for people to go watch. Perhaps. Yes. I mean, for those that don't know, I, I cover the Chicago bears for CHGO bears with Adam yeah. Hogue. And I'm on the hot seat right now with Hogue because I shared a text on Twitter that we had <laughs> earlier where we were making fun of Adam Johnson. So I've broken the circle of trust with, with Hogue, so he might oh, no. just ship me away, and I'll permanently be on with you guys. So uh, we'll <laughs> see how that goes. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we could always use more people for CHO Cubs because Luke doesn't want to come back from vacation. It, he just refuses to come back, and I don't know why. He's making my life a little bit harder. But also, I don't blame him for not coming back because this Cubs team's just been so brutal to watch more often than not this year. So, um Lately, yeah, man. Lately. lately, it got lately, yeah. right before, like during halfway through the London trip, we were feeling mm. vibes, and then we they hit a that we hit a wall. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, and we've we've talked about this many times in private, and and you guys have talked about it on the show. They they 
they have limitations. They're not a perfect team. I think they have a solid core. They have a, a good rotation. They have good foundational pieces, but they are not, they are far be far beyond a complete product. And they have additions they need to make this upcoming offseason to make this a substantial winner. I mean, they talked about it today, the amount of times they've scored 10 or more runs this season. I think he said 14. Last year it was six. Their starting yeah. pitching has had improvement. Their bullpen was certainly rocky to start this season, and that's something they're going to have to address in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we all want the big fishes uh, in the offseason as well because that's they need that one last multiplier in that lineup to help guys like Seiya Suzuki and Ian Happ and Nico Horner who would be much better with better protection around them. You know, somebody that's a legitimate hitter. So, you know, they're not a finished product. So your expectations as fans should be high. We all want them to succeed and get to the playoffs. But at the same time, if you're being realistic, they have their limitations. So this is, you know, it 500 was a lot of people's expectation. Well, I don't know if 500 was going to win you a division anyway. So, you know, right. they can still get to 500 this season and meet most Cubs fans expectations, but for, for them to exceed those expectations, they were going to have to play above what their roster currently is. Yeah. I mean, what I, I predicted 88, 88 wins at the beginning of the year. And that was more of like, okay, I think they could be 500 and maybe some of the extremes hit and that allows them to, you know, maybe sneak in the playoffs and a wild card or win the division. Um, obviously, some what's what's been so frustrating for me throughout this entire year is that some of the extremes have hit, but somehow they're six games under 500. Um, you've gotten some of those extremes include Justin Steele putting himself in the Cy Young race. No one knew what we were going to get out of Steele this year. He's been great. We're we're wasting a year of of of. of of Justin Steele becoming a, a mainstay in the, in the Chicago Cubs starting rotation. Yep. You get, you got an all-star year out of Stroman. That's something that you expected, but he's been even better than I think a lot of us even expected in, in general. Um, you know, Cody Bellinger has turned back the clock. Like it's 2019 almost. Right. That was one of the extremes. We all knew that if this team was going to be good, it was going to be because of Cody Bellinger. The month that he missed because of the knee injury when he made that insane catch in Houston. Yeah, sure. That really hurt the team. It really hurt the offense. And he had kind of struggled for two weeks before that catch anyway. But still, he's been as good as advertised. And that's why he's probably the one of the biggest names on the trade market right now. And, you know, he's probably going to get traded. So it's it's there's it's a lot of things that have happened that are good. And it just doesn't make a lot of sense on why the team is bad. If you just look at it, the the players, you just look at their stat lines and and stuff like that. And it's just like how. They're, how's they're, it? But then you also you also see some of the guys who are really struggling on this team, like Trey Mancini, and like just the the glaring holes at third base and at first base. And Ian Happ and Say Suzuki outside tonight, and you know other games as well. They they haven't been consistent. Like so, it's just like. I guess the easiest way to try to explain it is early on when they should have been much better than they were in the win-loss column, even though they were like, oh, okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. Their bullpen was imploding early on constantly, and that held them down to where they should have had a better record at that point. Then Cody Bellinger gets hurt, and while you mentioned he's had a a turn-back-the-clock season – 
when he got hurt, that exposed this lineup. They oh, need yeah. that kind of bat in there. So while he's been in there, he's been great, but he was gone for an extended period of time and the Cubs just could barely and, and didn't hold on for dear life. I mean, they're hanging on by a thread right now. You know, if we try to take the meatball hat on for meatball hat off for a second, but at the same time, it isn't over until we say it is. I know <laughs> you have you have started to wave the white flag. It's like a half wave. I, I know our guy Dom Frederick. Uh, you know, he he basically called it last night, and you know when he's calling it, yeah. You know, it, it's that's a scary proposition. But at the same mm. time. You know, it's it's not over quite yet. They have a couple weeks to try to rectify this. And there's a couple people in the chat that think that maybe they can climb back in this here in the next week or so. And I'm mm-hmm. hoping so. Hey, it just go on a run. They went on a run before London. And mm-hmm. then London, it, for whatever reason, threw things off. And no excuses, uh, you know, uh, dating back to your epic rant about that. But at the same time, it did. So go on a run here. No more trips, no more weird curveballs on the season. You just go and you got to do it right now or Jed's going to have to seriously consider Mm -hmm. doing the the smart thing, the responsible thing and and bringing assets in and and trading guys away that they may not be able to retain. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Flat Earth Poker in the chat. What a name, by the way, uh, says the Brewers have six against Atlanta coming up, which is is huge there. They... I think they're playing. I think they played it. Or no, they're, they're not playing Atlanta right now, but they have Atlanta coming up. Uh, the Reds are playing the Giants, who are in the wild card race right now. The the Brewers and the Reds have a, a very difficult schedule. The, the, my biggest thing is like, can the Cubs actually string some wins together in a row? You know what I mean? Like, that's what they're going to need to do to get to four and a half, three and a half games back in, in the division. So, and if and if they get to that point, then I could still see perhaps a soft sell, but maybe also buying at the same time. And that was something that I was hopeful for going into the year more so than anything. But again, we got to get there to for us to even have that conversation right now. There's and while we're back. and while we're talking about you know you know Bellinger being out, you know uh, Corey asked in the chat, and this is something I'd like to know as well. Uh, have what's the word on Dansby? You know, I mean. It just, you kind of, sometimes you forget like, oh yeah, Dansby Swanson, he's not in the lineup. Like when is, when is he going to return and, and, and will that be before the trade deadline? So we, they can help make this push to try to uh, convince, you know, Jed did not sell. Yeah. Uh, so today I think Jared sent the tweet uh, when he got to the ballpark, when the Cubs uh, kind of put it out there, but um, you know, he's still just like taking ground balls I, don't, I guess he didn't do any running today, but he's doing all his baseball activity stuff. Um, he's eligible to come off the the injured list now, but the Cubs haven't taken him off there. So I'd expect to hopefully I, I for them to to sweep the Cardinals. They're going to need Dansby Swanson in the lineup and on defense. So I'm hoping at at the soonest by Thursday that he's coming off the injured list. But uh, yeah. I, I obviously this slow start to the second half, you're seeing you you're seeing how bad this team is without him. Uh, you know, the defense, the missing him on defense actually hasn't been as big of a loss. It's been more so on offense. And I only say that because Christopher Morell has played a very solid second when when there. Um and that and Horner's been great at, at short, uh, at least defensively. So it's it's you know. 
they haven't missed him much defensively. It's more so on offense and just that presence in the lineup and the bats that he's giving you. Um, but I, I'll give credit where credit was due. Uh, Morales played nice at second, and uh, yeah, he, he was in the lineup. He had that nice play in the hole yesterday. Yeah, uh, that was that was but, pretty uh, impressive, ranging to his right. Right, yeah, you, the ranges for him has actually been pretty impressive, in my opinion. Uh, but tonight he was not in the lineup because of, I guess, like a, a neck issue. I want to, I, I don't really necessarily know exactly what it is. I just, just, I just know it has to do with his neck. So he wasn't. The, they scratched him tonight. They put Miles Masturboni in. All of Cubs Twitter erupted, and he went on to have three hits, and he made a really nice play at second base. Um, probably his best game as a Cub. But everyone played well for the Cubs tonight because they scored 17 runs. So, uh, you know, they, I think Master Boney even showed that he's better um, at second base defensively than he is at third, too. He had a really nice play that started double play that got Tyone out of the, out of the inning when they were trailing early in the game. Um, again, they need they need more from him to for anyone to buy into him. I'm just acknowledging that he had a good game. So I think that when Swanson comes back, um, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in the second segment, but I, I really do think that they will probably put Morel at third base regularly whenever Swanson comes back. Um, but that'll be remain to be seen until we see uh and until you know, we get to that point, but hopefully he comes back soon because they really need him. Um, not only just to get back into it, but also just like, I just think he, his presence in terms of, you know, some of these young guys and everything like that. I think, I think it's huge for some of those dudes. Uh, I think Morel has even acknowledged that before, uh, you know, early in the season. So, uh, you know, I think this stretch, these stretch of games that we, you know, they're what two and three since the all-star break. Um, you've kind of seen the value that Dansby Swanson brings to this team. And so they need to get him back in the lineup. So um, let's see. I'm looking at the chat. We got a lot, a lot of people commenting. Um, I appreciate everyone hit the like button. If you haven't, we waited 25 minutes to tell the people to hit the like button. So hit the like button, hit the like button for my friend, Greg Bragg, stepping in for everyone who's on the aisle tonight. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was on the golf course with my my good bud uh, Kyle Obarski, uh, and he um, we he's actually trying to show me the ropes because we have our big Cog Hill, you know, event coming up yeah. August twenty fifth. Uh, for all of you out there, you have a chance. You can sign up, and um, you can play at Cog Hill with us. We'll all be there. It's our first event, first golf event for CHGO. Uh, really looking forward to it. If you sign up and become a diehard, you can get a discount. Uh, there's going to be really cool merch and giveaways uh, for those that sign up. So uh, make sure you do. It's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, that's where I was. And when I got the call, I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to come on. Clubs are going to win. No problem. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, Speaking of that event, as we go into this ad break, I want to remind everyone we have our uh, CHGO Crosstown takeover next week. Uh, I've mentioned how they need to sweep the White Sox next week. Well, the second game of that series, I believe, is when we'll do the first uh, first event for our CHO Crosstown Takeover uh, because the Cubs will be going to uh, Comiskey, as you call it, the cell, as I call it. That's right. Um, we'll, we'll be meeting at the Kerrigan Oak Forest uh, pregame, and then there's a shuttle from that bar to the ballpark, uh, and we'll all be able to watch the Cubs and Sox uh, that night. I think it's a 705 start somewhere around that time and then 
uh, yeah. So if you go to allcashow.com and uh, get your ticket, get your ticket there. Um, the ticket gets you one of the free T-shirts, whether it's the Cubs or the Sox one, uh, like the newest one that we put out. Um, you get a free T-shirt, and obviously your ticket gets you your ticket into the game. So should be a lot of fun. Uh, I know both teams are just – the Sox are definitely selling, and the Cubs look like they're going to sell. But come, hang out. We can all complain about the teams together. Uh, the Sox always together. play us like it's their freaking World Series. So, oh, for sure. You know, oh, yeah, that's once, little brother syndrome, like right. you said. And, right. and I've had – me and you have both had pretty bad luck going to games this year. Uh, I've yeah, been like know, seven man. games. I think I've seen them win once or twice, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Saturday was an absolute beatdown, you know, and sandwiched in between is the uh, the game on Saturday. They win like 11 to four. And then today they score 17 runs. So it would be nice to win one for us nice. uh, next yeah. Wednesday. So if you come out, buy a ticket, hang out mm-hmm. with us, like you said, at the Carrig, and then at Comiskey, yeah. as I still call it, um, I'll be there. Uh, and the whole the whole crew will be there, and, and a bunch of people from CHGO yeah. Sports is going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep, and like I said, that was just the first one. If you don't want to go to the cell, you can come hang out with us on August 16th at Wrigley Field when the Sox come to Wrigley, and who knows, maybe if the Cubs get on a run and maybe they don't sell, then we're talking about a team that's exciting in August. Who knows? I'm just trying to manifest it. Do I believe in it? Not really, but I'm trying to manifest it. So come hang out. All the information at allchgo.com. Um, all right. You know, Greg, you know what I, I'm i now going to start doing after Cubs therapy sessions? What are you going to do? I'm going to go to my freezer and take out my factor meals. You know why? Because it just it just makes me feel a little bit better after I'm pissed off at this team. I don't need to get them out tonight because the Cubs won. Um, but I wish I had had them at the beginning of the year. Uh, but I just found out about them recently. All right. So. Uh, Let me tell you about now that we're in the thick of the summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor America's number one ready to eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious, ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well and stay on track, reaching your goals. Too busy with summer plans to cook. You, You want to make sure you're eating well with factor. Skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up to while you're getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factors, fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. Two minutes, guys. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back to outside and soak up the warm weather or being mad at the Cubs like me. Ready to feel your best while making the most out of your summer adventure? Stick to your wellness goals with premium ready-to-eat meals featuring high-quality ingredients such as broccolini, leeks, and asparagus. Treat yourself to 34-plus weekly restaurant-quality options like the bruschetta shrimp risotto, the green goddess chicken, and grilled steakhouse filet mignon. Ready in just two minutes. I hope I said all those words right. Too busy running around during the day to think about lunch. Keep your energy up with Lunch to Go. It's effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go. There's no microwave required for some weeks. Looking for calorie-conscious options this summer? Try delicious, dietitian-approved, calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Need an extra boost to support your wellness goals this summer? Try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more. 
per serving. They offer delicious flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles from keto to calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and protein plus. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to, to select vegan plus veggie meals each week. So this July, get factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavored packed meals delivered to your door ready in just two minutes. There's no prep. Like I said, no mess. I love the no mess part. All right. So head to factormeals.com slash Cubs 50 and use code CHGO Cubs 50 to get 50% off your first order. That's code CHGO Cubs 50 at factormeals.com slash CHGO Cubs 50 to get 50% off. Greg, let me tell you, I uh, got the smoothie or whatever. You can get, uh, I got the strawberry banana smoothie uh, in my pack today. Tried it. First thing I tried, delicious. Absolutely recommend. Sounds great. And you nailed all that pronunciation unlike me and you said filet mignon it reminded me of tyon who i refuse to say properly i'm just gonna be real with everyone and just say that that was the very first time that i read the ad because i didn't have time all right so (laughs) you nailed it give me if, if i said some words wrong um give me a break um anyway uh you mentioned that we went to the game on what Sunday? Did we yep. went to the game Sunday at beautiful Sunday. historic Wrigley Field? We definitely use Game Time to go. Thanks to Game Time, uh, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all your sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Like I said, me and Greg, we went to the game. We sat in the bleachers at beautiful historic Wrigley Field. All thanks to game time. Uh, you can go to Wrigley. You can go to the Comiskey if you're weird or some shit like that. You can go anywhere. Honestly. <laughs> um, a lot of concerts coming up this summer, too, still. So game time is the place for those types of things and for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater and more. The game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time, we'll credit you up to 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps in your set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app. Create an account and use code CHGO. For $20 off your first purchase, terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code CHGO. Guaranteed. Wow, that was a lot of reading. Greg Braggs, I can't believe you don't have any of these ads at your house so you can help me read them. <laughs> well, I am inept, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, again, everyone Don't tell like Mark Carmen because then he'll be making fun of me about it. Oh, this I is something we go through all the time for CSGO yeah. Bears. He, he doesn't tell me what I'm supposed to read, and then the show starts, and then he's like, He's like giving me this look as we're coming up for our ad break. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing the producing over here and just taking care of the chat, you know, doing some different things here behind the scenes while we're live. So, 
you know, it takes a village. I kind of embody the "it takes a village" uh, moniker. So you're uh-huh. you're the you're the village helping me here today. So, well, big of me. Um, it is very big of you. Gary says. Gary says in the chat that Cubs beat reporters have an update on half status will be announced tomorrow. I didn't even realize he was hurt. Um, and I'm scrolling Twitter right now, and I'm not seeing anything. Jared Willis is going to join us here before the end of the show, so um we'll make sure to talk to him about that um well who did the trainers come out and look at at first that was nico horner that was nico Horner, and then then he stayed in the game i I didn't see anything happen with hap tonight um so again we'll ask him if that's a thing whenever he gets here but uh before jared arrives i did want to talk a little bit about and i kind of hinted at it earlier um david ross was on 670 the score today um with Lawrence Holmes and Layla Rahimi, I believe it, who is who it was. And they asked him a question related to the position, like the position they're playing Christopher Morrell. And we were talking about earlier in the first segment, you know, he, he was scratched tonight. He was going to play second. He's been playing second since Swanson's been out. Everyone who's watched this show or listened to the show knows that I've been on the, you know, why aren't they giving this guy the opportunity to play more third base? They've started to finally a little bit. They did before Swanson got hurt, and then Swanson got hurt, and that forced them to move Horner to short, and they put Morrell second, where I think is probably his strongest position. And, uh, you know, I wrote down a little bit of what David Ross said in this segment when they asked him about, you know, where they want Christopher Morrell to play uh, long-term. And he said, because of what the roster is set right now, Miles Masterboni has been playing a lot of third, obviously. So he said, Masterboni is a better second baseman than Christopher Morell. Morell's most comfortable position right now, though, is second base. Miles imbalances, and when you put it in balance, putting him at third probably isn't his best position either. So in his eyes, to him, putting Morell out at second base while Swanson is out is what's best for him. So um, obviously there's a lot of opinion about master Boney even being on the roster. Anyway, you can just look at the slash line, whatever. Um, but he did go on to say that the plan is to put him at third base or some, you know, put him in DH opportunities when Swanson is back. So um, you can, you can, uh, everyone can complain all they want about master Boney being on the roster. He continues to be on the roster. Um, but in my eyes, uh, I hope like it, and this goes back to how I feel about the second half. Once, once um, you know the deadline passes, I think they have to evaluate Morrell at third base for two, those last two months of the year, and uh, I hope that that is what happens. Because if they don't, then to me, it's kind of like one of those where like you're asking yourself, like like as a fan, you're asking like, what are we doing? Because they haven't seemingly been able to find someone to play there consistently outside of Nick Madrigal, which he wasn't even consistently doing that. He just got the opportunity because he started hitting finally. So, you know, anyway. Jared, your thoughts on, on that? Yeah. Um, well, I know, I mean, tonight at least, the, you know, decision to go to Master Bunny at second was had a lot to do with, you know, it was kind of a last-minute call because Morrell had the – you know, the next stiffness and, and Ross, David Ross said um, in post game that, 
you know, the morale thing was really just one of those getting to be late in the season. Everybody's got a little bit of something. And so um, rather than risk something getting worse, they decided to sit him. Um, and so, but yeah, there's, there's definitely some, you know, there's questions to be answered about in a situation like this where Swanson is out and has been out for now, you know, it's getting to be a, a longer stretch and then how they handle, you know, that depth question of when you don't have him and you have to put Nico Horner at, over at shortstop, then that, that does open you up uh, to some, some other holes in the roster. And Ross told us before the game that in an ideal situation, he'd be given Horner a break at, in, you know, maybe for a game or so, just, you know, get him some time off his legs, but he just doesn't have the choice right now because mm-hmm. Swanson's out, Horner has to play short, and so he's not getting the days off. Um, and that, you know, that came up just in relation to where Horner seems like he's been struggling at, at the plate a little bit, but, and some of that's just a product of, you know, sometimes guys need a day, um, but in his case, they just can't get it. So, yeah, I think there's, when, when the time comes and Swanson's back, I think we'll, we'll see them, you know, handle these kinds of things a little bit better, but, um, it is sort of a, there's, there's not much much option, at least based on the guys that they're choosing to use right now. I know there's guys in the minors that, you know, fans are kind of calling for and, and would like to see given a shot. We might see that later on in the season, but for now, at least when, when the, the need is there for, for infield backup, Master Bonnie's been the guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't really introduce Jared. Jared Willis is now here forever. Yeah, I just kind of just threw him right let's into just it. Just jump in. Yeah, yeah. Just jump well, in. We, cool. we started cool. the second segment with the whole Morel. Like David Ross was asked about Morel's position on the score today, and you know right. it was just kind of like what we were going to talk about until you got here, and then you just slid in faster than I expected, and so here we are, and so. I guess it goes well with tonight's game because Morrell was scratched and he has played a very good second base. In my opinion, I think everyone would agree with that defensively uh, since Swanson went down. I wish there was a way they could just play him at second more than anything, but obviously Nico Horner is one of your mainstays on this roster. He's going to play every day. He should play every day. Um, considering what the Rogers at, considering where the team is at and how they need to win games, if they're going to have any opportunity, any chance to not be, you know, doing any kind of hard sell here in the next 12 games, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, it's a very, to me, it's, it's a very easy or not easy, but just an automatic thing for me. If, if, if they do end up selling multiple assets here at deadline and you go into these last few months and you're just kind of trying to evaluate development and stuff like that. So. Yeah, and I think part of that too is just realistically, where is Morel going to get the most at bats? Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's and you said it before, but third base seems like the most realistic option right now um, until the trade deadline. And trade deadline may change some things because let's be honest, Cody Bellinger is is probably. I, I'd be very surprised if come August second, Cody Bellinger is still on the team. So then center field opens up at least for the short term. Um, and then Morel's your guy in center field for a while. And I know, you know, if you want to think f- farther down the timeline, then the center field picture gets a, a little different. But for now, at least, it's get him once Swanson is healthy, get him looks at third base, and then maybe eventually out to center field again. 
Yeah. And I believe uh, P. Crow Armstrong hit another home run tonight in the minor league. Yeah. So uh, that's somebody that can be uh, considered for the future in center field. Uh, you know, talking about the juggling act the Cubs are going to have to do with injuries and morale and, and Dansby Swanson. Uh, Ian Happ gets pulled in the eighth inning tonight. Uh, it's uh, Gary Ross in the chat saying Ross said he'd give an update on Happ tomorrow. What are you hearing uh, from Wrigley here tonight as far as Ian Happ's status? Are you concerned that he'll be out for an extended period of time? Um, no, I'm I'm not. It was, uh, yeah, Ross's words when it when he was asked about it were just everybody's dealing with something right now, and I think in a game that that was that was going the way that it was late, he probably saw here's an opportunity to get Hap off the field so he doesn't have to play a full nine innings when there's really no need to at, at this point. Um, and for what it's worth, when we walked into the locker room after the game, he was there. A couple different reporters asked him how he was feeling. He said he felt fine. There was no no sign that anything was like really apparently wrong with him. I mean, he was moving around like you know, like he always does. So for whatever that's worth, I don't I don't. Yeah. He might be he might get the day off tomorrow just for the sake of you know taking well, a longer break. But yeah, I don't think there's anything really going on. Yeah, I mean, with the way the Cubs do things sometimes, like Gary's pointed out in the chat, he pointed out to me uh, on Twitter, like anytime some kind of injury happens, they try to play it off like it's nothing. They give him three days off, and then if it is something, they put him on the IL then, and it's just like, can you all just decide? I, I get like their process. It's a very unique one, I guess, in, in a way. I just didn't see Ian Happ even like get hurt or anything. I'm I'm honestly surprised there was nothing related to Nico Horner because there was a moment where right. David Ross went all the way out to first base after Horner got a hit tonight and he stayed in the game and, and, yeah. and nothing happened, you know? Yeah, he was he went over and checked in on him. Um, but yeah, I I there was no nothing no moment or nothing that we saw that would indicate like, oh, maybe that's where he tweaked a little something or felt a little funny. Not to say that that can't happen, because honestly, I was in Milwaukee the night that Swanson bruised his foot, and I, I would have said the same thing that night. There, there was nothing that I saw that what I would have said, okay, this is when he hurt himself, or this is, you know, this is when it happened. And even again that night, there wasn't a strong indication that anything serious was going on. We didn't see him in post game in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. um, so again. Hap was in the locker room, moving around just fine, told two different reporters that he was okay. So take that uh, take that for what it's worth. And Edward, I'm, I'm seeing your comment for the record. For the record, I'm hiding out in the uh, um, one of the upper booths of the press box. Although looking at it now, I see what you mean. I, every time Ryan sits there, everyone thinks he's in a bathroom. It does look like it. Now that you mention it, I'm like, it yeah. kind of does look like a bathroom. But for the record, <laughs> I'm a, not on the top. Got a Porter, Porter John on Waveland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm on the Camry lot with Porta Potty. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I thought, you know, another guy, uh, I'm friendly with David Kaplan. He, he put it, I thought he made a good point. When you talk about the carousel at third base and trying to figure out what we're going to do. And, you know, you've had Nick Madrigal and different guys there. Patrick Wisdom, you know, has hit a home run three starts in a row. And, you know, he said last night, you know, if if you're going to have average defense there, so be it. But but don't put guys in there that hit 
200 with no power. At least put a guy in there that can hit with some power. Now it seems like Patrick Wisdom is heating up, and you need that. You need power in this lineup, and now here he is heating up at a time where they really need it. Um, should Patrick Wisdom stick in this lineup, like stick with the hot hand? He doesn't. We, I mean, I know the injuries are starting to fly around, so he'll likely be in the lineup. But now is not the time to rest the guy. You know, just stick with the hot hand while you got it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and like you said, they're they might not really have much of a choice other than to stick with wisdom for a while, just given injury status. But, but yeah, he's, he's now showing the, this is the Patrick wisdom. You kind of giving his, his profile as a hitter. This is what you want to see. We know he's not going to hit much above 200. He's probably going to strike out a fair amount, but he also is going to hit you a ton of home runs and this team needs power in their lineup. That's one of the things that they've lacked for guys that can drive runners in, you know, and just, smash the shit out of the ball sometimes and that's what he did tonight um hardest hit home run of his career according to cody delmetrics during the game yeah well not even well delmetrics and 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 i guess other facts other facts other actual metrics yeah yeah yeah, 114 the hardest hit ball he's ever hit yeah and i'm pretty sure a guy face planted into the fence in left field i saw that on the back side of the stands to catch that ball. I don't know if he came down with it, but he made a hell of an effort. I I, I hope somebody checked on him because I saw that guy and he he was on the run too. Like he was like running, yeah. I think, down that back. He tracked it pretty well because he's behind so, the stands and this is a rocket him. and he's tracking it and he literally face first went into the fence that looks over onto uh, Waveland. Uh, I thought it was a hell of an effort. I hope he got it. I hope he got it too, because that's yeah. Somebody needs to find that guy and give him the ball if he didn't if he didn't catch it. But but yeah, he's you know that was that was the hardest hit ball of his career. Um, I looked it up on Statcast. It's it is officially the the hardest he's hit it. So, um, but yeah, this is this is what you need from him um, if he's going to be a regular part of your lineup. He has to provide that power because they don't they don't get it much from other places. Morrell is capable of going on some streaks where he can hit a bunch of homers. Bellinger has power in his bat that we haven't, I don't think we've really seen to the extent that he's capable. And so it does kind of bring it to, you're really sort of relying on wisdom to provide that for you. He's the team leader in home runs, despite hitting under 200. The Susie says something in the chat, never underestimate Ross's in, inclination to rest a guy in the middle of a hot streak for Master Boney. And it kind of goes into, uh, I've kind of criticized this, not necessarily putting Master Boney in for anyone. It's I've criticized David Ross and probably the front office who's probably telling him to do this, uh, at least in my uh, opinion, that has no way of proving it. But they sometimes overplay the matchups a little bit in my, you know, in the grand scheme, it feels like they overplay the matchup sometimes. And the biggest flaw in Patrick Wisdom's game is like he really struggles with that high velocity uh, in the to- at the top of the strike zone. So I don't know off the top of my head who's starting tomorrow for the Nationals, but I think it's Trevor Williams. Uh, he's not some flamethrower. So um, I would expect Patrick Wisdom to be in there tomorrow. The only time that like this season, outside of the fact outside of the times when he's just really struggled, which, which like, let's not forget, he really did struggle from May until he went on the injured list. Um, 
he's the strikeouts have, have been a massive issue for him. But right now they haven't been. He's he hit tonight. He hit yesterday. Hit a homer yesterday. Hit another homer tonight. Um, you got to ride these hot streaks from him because that's just what he is. He's such a boomer bust player. He's a very streaky player. Uh, so I would agree. Yeah, especially in these like these mo- like the stretch right now where they need to win games if they are going to somehow some way crawl back into the race uh, or get or close in to a position to where maybe they think about not trading well, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I think that's important to keep in mind too, is it's it's not necessarily like you're going to close the gap completely in 12 games, but I think what the front office is going to want to see is that they can play well consistently enough to justify, okay, let's bring some, bring some reinforcements in because uh, mm-hmm. we believe that this group can really play well consistently and, and make a run in August and September. I think that's what you look for over the next 12 games or so is whether or not they can do something like that. Like, obviously, if they're doing that, they're going to narrow the the gap in the standings somewhat, uh, but you can't control what other teams do. So you could play really well for 12 games and still be four games out at the end of that. Um, So I think that's the most important thing to, to watch for is, is this group showing the front office that, hey, we we can finally realize the potential that I think has always been there with this team this season. And it's worth investing in us rather than trading Stroman and Bellinger and, and, and a lot of these guys. I don't know the likelihood of that, but you've, that's, that's what you watch for. Absolutely. Uh, like, I don't know if you know, Jared, but I have banned the beer bat until after the deadline because they have to earn it back from me because they have just completely put me into shambles. So when the beer back comes back, you know it's going to be full of Goose Island. Obviously, it's my favorite beer. Uh, CHO supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. They got the Goose IPA, which is a six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, always in style. Uh, The Tropical Beer Hug, which is a dangerously easy one to drink at 9.9% percent alcohol uh the classic 312 wheat ale and then one of my new favorites the full pocket pilsner guys what uh what 312 or not 312 what goose island are you are you taking in these days i mean for me summertime it's it's all about that 312 but I, this year i discovered the pocket pilsner i'm a big fan that's a good yeah one. Uh, absolutely um, so grab that ultra fresh brewery exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. God, I can't talk brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. I've been there. It's a great spot. Uh, Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. And nothing goes well with beer like going to college. Am I right? Students are just like you guys. Uh, full-time jobs, families, full-time sports fandoms go back to school to earn a respected degree at Lewis University, 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville, ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening online and blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education. Faculty bring the faculty will bring real-world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. They offer career support and academic resources for adult students. If you're looking for your bachelor's or master's degree or want to enroll in a professional certificate program, Lewis is the right program for you. 
Lewis offers several career-focused programs that will set you up for success. Uh, just to highlight one of them, I always bring this up, uh, computer science or data science, because if you want to work on an MLB front office one day, I feel like going into those are smart ideas because uh, obviously a major league front office is all about science and math and all that jazz these days. So uh, discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. Luke Stockmeyer would be very proud that I read all four ads tonight. You did so good. Thank I'm you. Proud. I'm proud of you. I appreciate it. Just remember this, you know, when I'm really down and out, remember this. Um, anyway, we got about five, six minutes left. Uh, Jared, I guess my one question that I really have for you on this is I, we didn't really ask you like just the vibe in the clubhouse, you know, they, you know, they started the all-star break one and three. Right. And uh, you know, last night's loss, I mean, it wasn't a heartbreaking loss in terms of just how the game ended, but you know, to start the series off with a loss against a team that's not good, that's clearly going to be selling at the deadline, that's, you know, at the bottom of the National League when this team needs to win games. I'm sure the clubhouse last night wasn't great. And to come into today, you, you kind of start down early, 3 nothing, and for them to just score 1,700 runs at the, the end of the game there, um, I feel like that's a huge confidence boost for some of these guys, especially guys like Nico and and, and Seiya and, and, and Ian Happ. So, uh, what was that vibe like? What was the vibe in the clubhouse like? Yeah, they, uh, you know, um, these guys are always, you know, they're always good about like baseball players. One of the things that you'll hear them say most consistently is, "Don't get too high, don't get too low." So, um, the fans ride the waves a lot more than they do. But, but I will say this. Um, they, they recognize, they're aware of the reality of their situation and what these, you know, these next 12 days mean. And so, and I think that, you know, tonight it was just a very strong feeling of um, in a game that through the first three, four innings really looked like it was going to be another frustrating, disappointing loss. Um, they, first of all, you know, Jamison Tyon keeps him in the game. He, he gave up, he, he was one out shy of a quality start. Uh, I know we were all kind of looking for like, oh boy, here's another, you know, another typical Jameson Tyon start, but it really wasn't. I mean, he's, he's looking slowly, but surely like the pitcher that the Cubs thought that they were getting. So you have that. And then you have the bullpen that just has been so steady about coming in and shutting things down and not preventing any more damage. So you have that. And then of course, finally the offense at first chipping away, and then finally tying it in the sixth inning. And then, of course, you know, things just blew up. And honestly, you look at some of the relief pitchers that the Nationals were putting out there in those last couple innings. It's, I mean, I, I, these guys needed to get some hits. Now, obviously, I, I wouldn't expect them to score 14 runs in two innings. But, yeah, they're, they're feeling good. They're, they, yeah. they talked about, hey, it gets contagious. And the hope is that you can take that and you kind of build on that. Because when you do have some good at bats and you're starting to barrel the ball and feel better at the plate, you want that to carry over into the next day. So yeah, they're 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 feeling good in that clubhouse and and you, yeah, let's ride that into tomorrow. Yeah, I you know I the, 
I'm so used to seeing this team score a ton of runs like this and then just fall flat on offense the next day. So hopefully that actually does transition tomorrow. Um, I got, I, we have talked about Morrell, but we, we, we didn't actually ask you if he talked about his neck issue or anything post game. No, he, he did not. So yeah, no, unfortunately no update as far as like the severity of that. My guess would be um, because he was in the lineup and it was a very late scratch. It was within 40 minutes before first pitch. So it's, it's a, either something that maybe popped up during his pregame work, you know, batting practice and that sort of thing, or just something that he was kind of feeling and then finally went to Ross and just said, hey, you know, maybe I'm not, you know, I'm not feeling so great today. So, but no, he didn't say anything postgame. So you kind of have to wait and see tomorrow, get an update. Um, I know Ryan Pereira will be there tomorrow or here tomorrow, and he'll get that update for us. But that's, yeah, that's where things stand right now. Yeah. It it sounds like it's not that serious of a thing, just based because he was put in the lineup going into the like multiple out like what two hours before the game when the lineup came out he, he was in it so yeah. I expect him back in the lineup tomorrow I don't think it's a, a serious thing uh, but it is something to precaution one because I do remember there being a game sometime within the last month where he hit a double I think me and you were at the office watching it. He hit a double, and then yeah. when he went to, like, give, like, his batting gloves or whatever to, like, the Mike Napoli, the first base coach, he was, like, grabbing his neck or whatever. And I remember me and you sitting at the office thinking, where – who is going to play second base? There is no one to play second base. Uh-huh. It was, like, going to be a massive uh, emergency situation for someone like maybe, like, Ian Happ or something like that. It was – he was able to stay in that game, though. So I do think this neck thing is something to – watch as the rest of the season goes along just because I just you know he's so young he's so talented he's so you know he's one of the few bright spots on this team whether the Cubs sell or not here at the deadline like they need to make they need to find where they need to make sure he stays healthy and if and if it is something then they need to shut him down if, if if something does happen as the season goes along so yeah for sure uh Braggs so- you got anything else man so we've been selling hope here on the CHGO Cubs postgame show here tonight, uh, Jared, because you, you're joining the two meat, the two meatballs here. Uh, Everybody like knows me. I, I'm a meatball expertise uh, on our CHGO Bears shows weekly, daily postgame shows coming up soon. I'm excited for those. So I don't know if you guys will indulge me. Matt Gregory and a few others wanted my thoughts on a certain somebody that I am desperate to get. And I'm not sure I'll ever have my opportunity to come back on this show and have the rant. I can save it. If you want me to save it, I'll save it. Or I'm going to go on a three-minute rant. It's totally up to you, Cody. I'm totally... You are the boss of this show. I'm totally down to hear it, You two have heard the rant, but nobody else has heard the rant, so I'm going to say the rant. Okay. Jed Hoyer, your job is on the line this offseason. Your job is on the line. Do you want to be fired at the midway point next year? No, you do not. So that means you have to sign Shohei Otani. That's right. Not just be in the running, sign him. Because if you're in the running and you fall short, Cub fans are going to drag you for it. If you do not get in the running for Shohei Otani, we are going to drag you for it. You must win the running. Don't just be in it. 
We are a big boy market team, and I want you to win the Shohei Otani Derby this offseason and get this team right. Tom Ricketts, your reputation is on the line. Do you want to be the guy that's known for bringing the first World Series home in 108 years and then being cheap after that and torching this team and bringing a marquee network that's failed miserably? Or do you want to be the guy known for a 108-year drought ended with a World Series championship and bringing Shohei Otani to Wrigley Field in Chicago? The marquee network would be saved, Tom Ricketts. Every single Cub fan I know would sign up for the Marquee Network if they haven't already, if you sign Shohei Otani. Save the Marquee Network. There's good people working over here. This team has a good nucleus. The run differential, we talked about it. The starting staff, we've talked about it. Dansby Swanson, Nico Horner up the middle. Ian Happ, you just signed him. You've got players on this team. You've got guys coming up in this farm system. Add Shohei Otani to this lineup. He's a multiplier. He multiplies your lineup. He multiplies your starting rotation. He is worth the money that you have to spend for him. And oh, by the way, if you do spend the money and it doesn't work out, Cub fans won't blame you for it. They'll blame you if you do not try. So you better do it. And I'm not playing around. This is the greatest summer city in the world. Let him play in the greatest summer city in the world. He's wasting away with the Angels. The greatest fan base in the world, me and Cody in the bleachers on Sunday, this team was losing 11 to nothing, and they score a few runs, and the entire stadium was engaged, ready for the comeback that had absolutely no chance of happening. We are the greatest fan base in the world. Bring Shohei Otani to this fan base. If you signed him, he immediately becomes the greatest player to ever put on a Cubs uniform. No, that is not hyperbole, Jared or Cody. He would immediately become the greatest player to ever put on a Cubs uniform. No disrespect to Ernie Banks. No disrespect to my guy, Sammy Sosa, who made me the Cub fan I am today. He would be the greatest player to ever put on the threads. Get those threads put on him. This guy deserves it. We were a finalist for him when he first came over. There are four teams that realistically can sign him. The Yankees, the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Cubs. Between the Dodgers and the Yankees, of course, you're going to say they're going to sign him first. If he went to those teams, he'd just be another star that signed with those. Mar- if he came to the Cubs, it would be one of the most special moments in Chicago Cubs history. You cannot say the same for those organizations. It makes too much sense. Just do it. Close your eyes. Get your checkbook out and do what's right for every Cub fan that bleeds their heart and soul for this franchise, including everyone in our chat and including the two gentlemen sitting with me on this panel, and myself, get Shohei Otani to the Chicago Cubs. Clip it. We'll run it back this offseason. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and now I'm ready to run through a wall and talk myself into Otani being a Chicago Cub. So uh, you couldn't have said it any better than you did, Braggs. Uh, I think all of us agree, except people don't think that he would be the greatest Chicago Cub to ever put a uniform on, um, at least according to Jab. But only one way to find out. There is only one way to find out. But he might he he definitely would be the the most he could go down as one of the most uh you know popular players globally to ever put on a cup mm-hmm. uniform or something like that. I mean the way that we don't we don't I don't have to talk about how good Otani is. We all know how good he is. It would be unreal if he ever became a cup. So I think it's a good uh, high note to end the show on because uh you know 
There's been a lot of. It's all I talk about with you two. It is. It is all you. It is all you talk to me about. And you. You were talking to me about Otani and the bleachers down 11 runs on Sunday. Don't (laughs) even do this with me right now, bro. The rant would have made more sense had they lost. I understand that, but this is my one chance. You guys will probably never let me on here again after this. So I had to let her rip. But you can end the show now. I don't care. Totally. Yeah, it's all good. Or I can go on another five minute rant about it. I don't care. Um, I will. I we do have because you did bring up Otani, and I know you took Otani for who you got because you always take Otani for who you got, even yeah, though he's he not do? on the coast. What my boy did. I don't know what Otani did tonight, to be honest with you. <laughs> but I took Say Suzuki, and he hit, went four for six with a homer. Uh, Ryan took Bellinger. He had a couple hits and an RBI. Uh, Nico had what three hits? Two, three hits. That's who uh, Brendan took, and then Corey took Amaya, who I know drove in a couple runs on a hit. I think he had two hits, but my guy hit a homer, so I'm giving myself who you got, man of integrity here. I think that's fair. Am I right, Jared? I don't disagree. I think it's it's the right call. Awesome. Uh, where were you when I saved Say Suzuki's career, or not career, but season? Because I said I was going to start taking him for who you got to end his slump, and all he has done since I said that is hit the last two days. So credit to me. Big of me to do so. All right. Um, thanks, everyone, for dropping in to the CHO Cubs podcast. Back tomorrow, I think it's Corey, me, Corey. Ryan will be at the ballpark. Jared, if you want to join us, you're welcome to. Um, yeah, there will be there will be a healthier dose of a panel. It will be less protein, <laughs> less meatball. You'll get a little salad. You'll get some things that are good for you uh, tomorrow. Anyway, yeah, it'll be me and Corey and anyone else who wants to join us uh, from our crew. And then, like uh, Jared said, Ryan will be at the ballpark. Cubs go for the win or the series win tomorrow. They basically have to keep winning for us to have any hope about maybe not selling half the roster at the deadline. Uh, But we'll ride the wave tomorrow. We'll see y'all back. No pregame, definitely just postgame after the game tomorrow right here on CHGO Sports YouTube channel. That's right, Barb. I haven't seen you in the chat tonight. We will be live. Is is this live? It it has been live. We will be live (laughs) right after the game right here on YouTube. Uh, So we'll see you then. And, uh, again, thanks for dropping in. Let's fly the W tomorrow, please, for the sake of my sanity. Goodbye.